Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. The podcast still trying to get an episode on Sunday, but it's ending up being on Tuesday for reasons mostly out of my control. But we're here, we're recording, it's actually Monday night that I'm recording, and this should be up on Tuesday morning, very, very early Tuesday morning, but we're still working to get to Sunday, sometime Sunday, to upload and get this thing all squared away. 2020, I'm making it my my commitment to get this to Sunday and get YouTube videos on Wednesday, I am no longer watching Love Island because it's over um, until Love Island USA comes. And if you didn't know, I've been watching Love Island. I've been creating content surrounding Love Island, which has, you know, had its ups and downs. But we're done with Love Island for now when I have a lot of free time now. Like I would come home at like 10, right? Like about 10, 15 at night. And then I would watch Love Island. I would get ready. I would get squared away. Then I would watch Love Island. That's like an hour of my time. And then I'm going to bed, right? Because it's I'm I'm sleepy. I'm going to bed. So now that I don't have that time at, to watch Love Island, I have so much more free time. I almost don't know what to do with myself. Because like Love Island, yes, it's entertainment. Yes, it's reality TV. But I was also like creating content around it. So it was in a way productive to watch Love Island. In most cases, watching Love Island is not productive because it's just TV. And watching TV most of the time is not your productive time. That's your relaxation time. But now that I don't have that, you know, built-in time to watch this show and then also carve out time to create content surrounding the show in the form of a whole new podcast that I decided to do, you know, it's very much, you know, freeing, liberating, but I don't know exactly what to do with my life when it when I come home now cuz I just I don't have that that block of time like properly blocked off, which is great cuz I can record this other podcast at this time. This you know longer, deeper, more robust, fuller, thicker podcast. Like I can do that a little bit more, but yeah, still, you know, taking some time to to get used to, you know? Um, but anyway, it's March 2nd, probably March 3rd will be the earliest you'll hear this, um, 2020. And it's spring. We're we're getting into spring. The the sun is shining a little bit more, the trees are blooming, the bees are buzzing, you know, the kids are playing, um, all that stuff. But there's one thing that has to be addressed. And I don't have all the answers here. I don't know exactly where to go with this information, but there's a certain brand of tree. In my area, I live in the Bay Area, but when I went to Southern California for school, these trees were still there. And I believe that these trees exist in like New York or in major cities. I don't live in a major, major city. I live in just a regular city. I don't live in like San Francisco or Oakland or San Jose, but I live in a city, right? And in my city, in Southern California, I believe in other states, I don't know how many states in America, there are these trees. 
They're called the calorie pear trees. They're like these trees that have like white flowers and they look nice, but they smell like semen. They smell like cum. Like they're actually cum trees. Like they have like these nice blossoms or like these white blossoms, they bloom and they look nice, right? They look like nice trees. They're very beautiful, but they smell like cum. And I have to imagine that whoever planted these trees had to know that it smelled like cum. They had to. Like, how could they not plant this tree? How could they not find this tree and say, this tree smells like cum. We're not going to continue planting these things, right? Because I did a little bit of research and I found out that these trees are native to Asia, right? They're native to like China and Vietnam. So why did these trees make their way to California? Why did these trees make their way to the United States? Why did these cum trees make their way over here? Because it doesn't really make much sense. Like, if you had the opportunity to plant any tree, like you have all the thousands, millions of trees, I don't know how many species of tree there are, but there has to be thousands, right, at this point. Of all those trees, you choose to plant the one that smells horrible, the one that smells like cum, and you just have cities just smelling like cum, and then like the plants like the leaves like fall off the trees and it looks really nice until you realize that it's basically a cum shot of leaves <laughs> like that's that's what it is i'm drinking tea by the way it's very minty very nice very relaxing but you have those trees you say i'll take these trees I'll plant them wherever I decide to plant them and just have them grow and thrive into something that looks good but smells nasty. Why do you want your seed to smell nasty? Or your seed, your streets, I meant to say, Jesus, um, or your cities to smell nasty. Why do you even want to do such a thing, right? Like, I can understand, like, the looks part or, like, putting them in, like, a forest or somewhere where people aren't concentrated, right? I can understand that. Like, putting them out further into the wild, but putting them in residential areas. Like, I have one of these trees literally next to my house. Like, why? Why is it here? <laughs> like, I, I don't want it here. No one asked for this. We, like, trees are great. We want to save the trees. We want to plant trees right? But what would really happen if we got rid of the cum trees, right? If we just got rid of these white trees, we just said, we're going to replace these cum trees with another species of tree and move on from there. Because I'm looking at it, right? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, right? As I sip my tea. And it says that these are considered an invasive species, that's bad. I don't know if you've taken biology or anything like that. Invasive species, particularly when it comes to like plants and biodiversity, that's bad. 
You don't want invasive species. Invasive species fuck the game up for all the other species. We don't want that. I'm not going to read this whole Wikipedia to you right now. You can search up the calorie pair or you can even just search up cum tree. Like that's what I did just now and I got the the Wikipedia page. So that's all fine and dandy. But when you have invasive species, it's if you have the means, you should you should get these things out. Like you should get the invasive species out because your biodiversity, which is important for reasons that biologists know, you 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 want the rest of the species to thrive. You need that biodiversity. You can't have these invasive species just sucking up all the nutrients and then skirt skeeting them out. Oh my god. That was bad. But either way, the cum trees are blooming, right? The trees are blooming. They're all in everyone's way. Like the leaves, they just like, they like petal off and it looks nice. And then you have to walk through just as a wave of, of nastiness. And it's like, why is this here? Like, this is a PG city and we're rated R with the smell right now. It's just like, why? <laughs> I don't I don't get why why people would decide to plant that tree cuz someone had to plant the tree, right? It's not like they came from China and Vietnam on their own. That's not how trees work. Some human had to do that. Why would you do that? That makes absolutely no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. I'm going to try to see how these things even got to America. Because I need to know. So, it's named after Italian-French sinologue named Joseph Marie Calori. That means absolutely nothing to me. Let's see. The trees were introduced to the U.S. by the United States Department of Agriculture in Glendale, Maryland, as ornamental landscape trees in the mid-1960s. So, they did get it just because it looks nice, right? They became popular because they were inexpensive, transported well, and grew quickly. So they were cheap and literally dirty. Few trees possess every desired attribute, but the Bradford ornamental pair comes unusually close to the ideal. Well, what what is the ideal? The ideal is a tree that doesn't smell bad. The, the ideal is a tree that smells like nothing or smells pleasant. Why do you have unpleasant trees just everywhere? Like, and this is from the United States government, the United States Department of Agriculture facility in Glendale, Maryland. Why? What? Why are you? Why are you doing that? That makes no sense. Hello? I'm trying. I'm going to do a command or yeah, find for the smell. Let's see. Their dense white blossoms are conspicuous in early spring, though their smell is unpleasant. At the latitude of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the trees often remain green until November. I don't I didn't need to know that, but whatever. Let's see. Yeah, that's the only thing on Wikipedia about their smell, but it doesn't make any sense. Why would you want your city what like you want people to come to your city and live in your city? Like maybe not have it smell like cum for once. Like, there there are very few things that smell like cum. Like, think about it. Like, other than cum, what smells like cum? There's nothing 
other than these trees. And if you live in an area where you don't have these trees, if you live in like Hawaii or something, I can't imagine that in Hawaii they have cum trees. I feel like they're too busy with all their other trees in Hawaii. Like there's no way there's cum trees in Hawaii. But if you live like somewhere like that, count your blessings. Stay where you are. Because the cum trees, when they're blooming, and your your nose somehow, even though it's all plugged up from allergies, you still get the cum tree smell. You still get it. Like, we need to, like, spray every city with, like, Febreze because of these trees. I remember I was in middle school. Middle school. We're not supposed to be smelling cum in middle school. My middle school is full of these trees. And it's like, wow, it smells like semen at break. It smells like semen during lunch. Why would you do that to kids? Why? Come on. You you have to know better. Uh, shame on the Department of Agriculture in Glendale, Maryland. Shame on you in the 1960s. Why did you do that? Why? It's just awful. And I can't wait till they stop blooming and the dark days are over. But Speaking of things that are out of my control, that are spreading rather quickly, I guess I have to talk about the the coronavirus. Um, first of all, stop being racist about the coronavirus. I think that it's a shame that I have to say, stop being racist about the coronavirus, but stop being racist about the coronavirus. Once you stop being racist about the coronavirus... You start becoming a better person. So don't do it. Be the best person you can be. I believe in you. Now that that's out of the way. The coronavirus is picking up steam. There are cases of coronavirus very close to where I live. And it's honestly got me a little bit spooked. I don't know how many people exactly in America have the coronavirus at time of recording. But like it started in like China somewhere in like Wuhan or whatever. And then it just spread and people traveled. And now it's like, I mean, I didn't have plans to travel anywhere. But like now I'm like, you can't really travel anywhere. It's not like quarantining China, right? At first it was like, don't go to China right now or don't go to the Wuhan province in China right now, right? Because there's, you know, issues with this virus that we're dealing with, right? But now it's like, it's in Italy, it was in the Middle East, it was in like, all these places, like, I think it's spread to South America, it's definitely spread to North America, like, you just can't risk going anywhere, like, at least that's how I see it, I have to stay my ass home, I mean, I was gonna do that anyway, but it's like, got me spooked, like, I want to, you know, preserve my health in whatever way possible so you know i'm washing my hands i'm using hand sanitizer i'm you want to know how serious i am about this so i get the hand sanitizer i sanitize my hands and then i sanitize my forearms up to my elbows because i like to roll up my sleeves and have my elbows show so i'm sanitizing my hands my forearms my elbows i'm washing my hands i've gotten like an unusual amount of paper cuts in the past like week and i've been Sure, disinfect, get that band-aid on. Even though it didn't even need a band-aid, I'm just like, yo, I am not taking chances with this goddamn stupid virus, right? 
and I'm around people and they're sniffling and they're like maybe coughing. And I don't know. I'm not making assumptions that you have that corona. Like, I can't say you have the corona, you know. I can't be basing accusations off of that. But it's like, yo, even if it's just regular sick, right? I don't want to get regular sick and then have people think I have the coronavirus. No, that's not a good look at all. I can't have that. I can't get regular sick. I can't get coronavirus sick. I can't get any of that. And people are saying like, wash your hands, wash your hands. All you need to do is wash your hands. And I hope that's true. I'm doing the sanitizer on like an extra level. Like I'm washing my hands as much as I can. And then I'm like sanitizing like when I can or when I feel like I need to. My hands are dry as shit. My skin is dry as shit on my arms right now. Like my hands, like normally I, you know, have nice, you know, lotion hands. I put on lotion to make sure I'm not ashy and I go, right? But now, like I'm looking at my hands right now and I'm seeing this just dry. This like dryness. My hands are just so, so, so dry because of all this this hand sanitizer and this alcohol that I'm like rubbing on. I read that regular washing your hands is fine, right? And then you know, hand sanitizer works as well to kill that virus. So I'm like, cool, I'll do both. I'm not going to do one or the other. I'm going to do both. Like, I wash my hands regularly anyway, right? But I don't use hand sanitizer that much. But now I'm like doing both, not taking any goddamn chances. And then people are saying like the mask is only helpful when... You have the disease already. And if you don't have the the disease, don't wear the mask. And like the surgical mask or like the filtering mask or whatever. And to me, like, sure, I'll believe that. That's fine. I don't want to wear a mask anyway. That seems like a hassle. I don't want to do anything like that. So if I don't have to buy a mask, that's cool, right? But that goes against everything we know about the surgical mask, does it not? Because, like, the surgeons wear the mask, like, doctors wear that mask, right? And you see people in, like, a lot of people in Asian countries wear that mask because they're not trying to get sick, right? And I see people, see people like, on BART or, like, when um, there was fires in my neighborhood, or not in my neighborhood, in my area. Like, people wore masks, like, the surgical masks to, like, filter out the things. So... I thought that those masks were like filtering out all the bad stuff, whether it was smoke, whether it was disease, all that stuff. I thought that's what the masks were for. And then, come to think of it, that's not what the mask is for at all. Like, what, what, why didn't anyone properly teach us how to use a mask? Why didn't anyone properly teach us about the benefits or non-benefits of the surgical mask. I feel like they get that in Asian countries because people over there be wearing them like a lot. But in America, we don't get that. What? And then people are being, you know, racist, which is dumb, especially now that it's spread to pretty much all races. Like, and the coronavirus is just like anybody can get it. Anybody can get infected by me, right? So being racist is dumb. I did see that in Africa, like the entire continent of Africa, the coronavirus is like not going to Africa. 
Like, it's like there's not really anyone suffering from coronavirus in Africa, which is like, at first I was like, okay, so if I want to travel somewhere, we can go to Africa. But then I'm like, no, don't go to Africa. Don't go anywhere in Africa because you don't want to get those people sick. Like, I don't want to risk getting the African people in whatever African country that I go to, I don't want to risk infecting them. They're already good. They're good in any African country. Like literally pick any of them. No coronavirus. None. So I'm going to leave them be. I'm going to leave them. I didn't have plans to travel anywhere anyway. I already said that. But if I was to travel, I would be like, okay, don't go anywhere because this virus is out here. Don't go to any African country. Because they don't have the virus, and I'm not going to be the one who fucks up the African country, whatever country that might be. I'm not going to be the one to spread disease to Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal. I'm not going to do that. How big of a dick would I have to be to be like, yo, I'm going to risk spreading this disease to a new country when I didn't have to? No. So don't go to Africa right now. Don't go anywhere. That would be my advice. Is like literally you cannot risk traveling anywhere, any foreign land. You can't risk it. You can't. You got to stay home. Cancel the plans. Like even in America where it doesn't seem to be on the level of other countries. No, don't go anywhere. Stay in whatever state you're in. Stay in your house. Stay in your general area. Don't, don't. We, you can't risk it right now. I, I don't want you to get that corona. You can't. I'm like you, you have too much stuff to do. You, I'm talking to you personally. You have too much stuff to do. So stay home. Don't be doing that, okay? But yeah, it's just like, oh, at first the coronavirus was just like racist jokes about Asian people. And I didn't like that. I wasn't down with that. But now that we're moving away from racism, when it comes to these jokes, there's still a little bit of racism in there. And please, again, don't be racist. But now we can make funny jokes about Corona right now. Even though like people are dying, we can make funny jokes about that Corona. And it's fine. And I guess that's just the way we handle these things. And that's good. I'm, I'm glad less people are being racist, but I wish that zero people were racist. Like, I wish there was just no racist jokes attached to coronavirus. And I mean, it was the same when, like, Ebola happened. Like, Ebola, there was, like, racist jokes about Ebola. And I wasn't down for that. Of course I wasn't down for that. But that's that's just what happens. But I hope that anyone who's at risk of coronavirus is fine and that we're washing your hands. I already also have to wipe down your cell phone. I put a Clorox wipe on my cell phone today. Like, huh? Like, I guess, like, your phone is probably really dirty, right? Because it's either in your pocket or in your purse, and it doesn't really get cleaned, and then you put it on your dead skin cells, and you're swiping it around, and then you're putting it on your face when you take a call, and then you're putting it, like, on your bed or, like, somewhere it's your like your alarm clock some shit like that your phone is probably really dirty right so it's probably really good to clean it up every once in a while but still it's like clean your phone like that's not a thought that i have naturally i don't think a lot of people have that inclination 
to to wipe down their phone. I don't know anyone personally in real life who like is really good about wiping down their phone. And now I have to wipe my phone. I w- cleaned my phone like nobody's business. I got the front, I got the back, I put that Clorox wipe, I cleaned my case. Like this thing, this coronavirus really has me spooked. And I, I think it needs, if we're gonna beat it, it needs to be spooked, right? And then on top of that, the symptoms are like fever and cough. Like those are regular ass symptoms. Like if you have a fever and cough, it might be a cold, it might be a flu, or it might be the next global pandemic. That's terrifying. Like I can't even risk getting sick just off the fear that maybe I have coronavirus. And then even if I don't have coronavirus and I just have a cold and then I go to like the emergency room or somewhere and then I have to pay money because my dumbass thought I had coronavirus but really I just had a regular rhinovirus cold. No, I'm not doing that. I'm staying the fuck home. I'm not going anywhere except for my neighborhood, which as far as I'm concerned has no confirmed cases in my city. There are no cases in my city. So I'm staying in my city and then I'm going to work in another city and then I'm coming back. I'm not doing that. Not right now. I need to, I need more confirmation because people could be out here in the streets just with Corona and they don't know yet. That's horrifying. Absolutely fucking not. Excuse me. I'm going to take a sip of this tea. All right, moving on to something a little bit lighter, shall we? Instead of, you know, global disease or cum trees or anything like that, let's move on to something just a bit on the lighter side. Giannis Intentacupo and James Harden. I don't know if you guys have been following basketball. I like basketball. I like sports. Of course I like sports. If you've watched or listened to this podcast, you should know. I like sports. And the next beef in sports is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, and James Harden, the beard. And these two have been going at it since the All-Star break. Giannis made fun of him during the All-Star break, saying that he doesn't pass the ball. And I was like, okay, James Harden doesn't pass the ball. He plays a brand of basketball, if you don't know. If you don't know, you don't need to know a whole lot about this, I think, to get, like, the pettiness. Just know that James Harden, the way he plays, is not a necessarily admirable way to play. It's not that he's a bad player. It's not that he's a dirty player. It's that he's an annoying player. And Giannis is, like, they call him the Greek freak. He's literally God-given, like, he was molded and sculpted by the Greek god of basketball, like, he's on that level, right? And James Harden, he's tall, he's like 6'3", 6'4", and he has skills, but he had to, you know, work a little bit differently. And James Harden made a note of that recently, like, Giannis doesn't have skill, or he doesn't have as much skill as me, I have more skill because I'm 6'3", 6'4", and I'm an MVP candidate. Giannis is an MVP candidate, but he's seven foot and doesn't take as much skill. And I was like, where did this beef come from? Because 
if you go back and look at Giannis, his comments on Harden from like the All-Star break to now, and we aren't really that far removed from the All-Star break, but there's still like a lot of juice and a lot of meat here. If you go back to Giannis's comments about Harden, Giannis cannot stand Harden. It makes no sense. Like, where did this beef come from? I feel like since they're basketball players and they know each other and all that stuff, I feel like something happened off the court that sparked Giannis and Harden to not like each other. And we're just sort of feeling like the bubbliness of that now. But Giannis cannot stand Harden. He can't stand him. It looks sounds like he can't stand the way he plays. He's just like, I don't like this dude, whatever. And James Harden is sort of like, you don't like me, whatever, fuck you too. And it's like, where did this start? This doesn't make any sense. The Houston Rockets, James Harden, and the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, they don't play each other that much. They're in different conferences. They play different teams. They have different rivals, all that stuff. And like, I didn't even know that James Harden knew Giannis. Like, that's how weird it was. Like, they don't talk. They don't hang out. Like, they don't do any of that stuff. Like, who knew that these people didn't like each other? And then I realized, and I'm not the only one to realize this. There was a clip or a game a few years ago. I think it was either 2018 or 2017. I don't think it was 2019, but it could have been. Whatever. Where the Bucks and Rockets are playing. And again, this is not common for these two teams to play. They don't play each other that much. Giannis has the ball. James Harden is playing minimal defense as usual. James Harden, if you don't know, not known for his defense, known for his offense, not known for playing defense. And Giannis has the ball and he's trying to like whip the ball across the court to his teammate, who I believe was Malcolm Brogdon, which is interesting to me, but maybe not to you. But he whips the ball around and he clocks James Harden directly in the face. Like he threw the ball as hard as he could and he smacks James Harden in the face. Harden goes down. It's a funny moment. It's a gif. It's a video. It's viral. All that stuff. And I think that most of us assumed that that was an accident. That Giannis hit the guy on accident. Because Malcolm Brogdon was right there. It was just that James Harden was in the way. And maybe that's where the beef started. I don't know. But now that this beef has escalated, it seems to me that this was on purpose. Like, this was Giannis really just, I can't stand James Harden. Let me fucking nail him with the basketball. When he isn't looking, no one's going to suspect the thing, and we're just going to keep moving with our lives. Because he hit James Harden directly in the face. The ball bounced back to Giannis, and he got it back. Like, he regained possession of the ball, and then they went on to continue the play. Like, that was... It was an amazing play. I thought maybe the strategy was to try and get the ball back to hit him off of another teammate and then get the ball back from there. That's what I thought when it first happened, that that might be a possibility. But now I'm thinking Giannis just wanted to fuck with Arden. And I like the Milwaukee Bucks. They're my second favorite team. And I'm rooting for Giannis in this over Harden all the way. Like, I'd rather have Giannis than Harden. No disrespect to James Harden. That's just how it is but you know it just seems so ridiculous to me that where did this come from and on top of that James Harden said that Giannis doesn't need skill he just needs to run and dunk and 
I take, I bristle at that because Giannis is extremely skilled. He's a great defensive player. He's working on his three-point shooting. He's working on his game in so many different ways. And he's evolved from the time he was a rookie to now. Like when he was a rookie, there was no way he was going to be an MVP candidate, right? He worked and built himself into an MVP candidate. And James Harden is just shitting on that probably because he doesn't like the guy. But it's like, it's ridiculous to say Giannis doesn't have skill. Like, he's gaining more skills as we go along. And this is someone who was the most valuable player. Like, you're talking about the most valuable player building skills to his game and creating more assets and being a better shooter, a better three-point shooter, a better, you know, scorer in addition to having elite defense in addition to making his team better like if Giannis doesn't play the Bucks have good players but they're not anywhere near the same caliber as if Giannis does play so that whole thing was ridiculous that's just like I don't like Giannis so I'm gonna say he's not skilled right because I've met some very tall people right if you're just going to be tall and dunk the ball but you're like skinny or you don't have any coordination, you're not going to make it very far, right? The best you can do if you're like 7'3 with no skill, the best you can do probably is go to a low-level D1 school, right? If you have no skill. Because I went to a low-level D1 school for college. And we had a guy who was just tall. He was just a big guy. He was okay, but not great. We had our rival had a big guy who was like 7'5". He didn't even play. He wasn't even good, right? They trotted this guy out saying, look, we have this guy. He's taller than anyone else within 500 miles. We put him on our basketball team. And then he's like, yo, he can't play. He's not good. Like, you ask him to do this job, and he's not good at it. But... What do I know? I'm not a basketball expert. I just see what I see. But just being tall is not enough. It's not. And Giannis has his skills to back it up. But anyway. Now, let's talk about politics. Our, everyone's favorite. And I never get so deep into politics. But the Democrats are an interesting bunch. We had Mayor Pete Buttigieg drop out. Andrew Yang dropped out. I knew both of them were going to drop out. Amy Klobuchar dropped out. But Joe Biden is picking up steam. He's getting endorsements from Klobuchar, from Mayor Pete. That's strange to me because I haven't heard very much from Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden was sort of riding the Obama wave and he seemed kind of bumbling and not really prepared to be president to me. Like the only preparation he has for president is that he slept in a bed on the White House. That's how it felt like to me. And now people are endorsing Joe Biden for seemingly, you know, reasons to get rid of Bernie. It's just like, I don't want Bernie because he's too far on the left and we want more moderation in the White House. And the most moderate guy in the world is Joseph R. Biden. Like, that's what it seems like to me is... We're going in that direction. That's why Mayor Pete, that's why Klobuchar endorsed Biden. We have Bloomberg and fuck Bloomberg. Like, what the, what, what are you doing still? Like, Bloomberg needs to just go home, right? 
if you're a Bloomberg voter, why? Tell me why. Like, I have not met a single person in, honestly, who wasn't, like, paid by Mike Bloomberg to say that I'm voting for Mike Bloomberg. Like, where are you? Bloomberg voters, where are you? I haven't seen one of you in the wild. I haven't seen one of you in the streets. I've seen no one with a Bloomberg sign or a Bloomberg bumper sticker or a Bloomberg shirt. Where are you, right? Maybe if you give me your points, maybe I'll take you seriously. But for right now, it's a big middle finger to Mike Bloomberg, right? And then we have Warren. Elizabeth Warren had a really, really good debate in which she destroyed Bloomberg, like eviscerated him. And I like that. I like that she destroyed Bloomberg. But that seemed to catapult Warren, at least on Twitter, over Bernie. I feel like people like were really into Bernie over Warren, like at least on my timeline. Everyone's Twitter timeline is different and it's a different world and all that stuff, right? But my timeline was very, very pro-Bernie. And then Elizabeth Warren had a really, really great debate where she crushed Bloomberg. And we all hate Bloomberg, right? Bloomberg might as well be Trump to a lot of Democrats. So she crushes Bloomberg. And then the Twitter polls or the Twitter streets elevated Warren over Bernie. But Bernie has won way more than Warren. And Bernie has been a front runner way longer than Warren. And then Warren had a good debate. And then all of a sudden, Warren on Twitter, from what I see, has catapulted over Bernie. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I might say I don't like a candidate. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like Mike Bloomberg. Whatever. I don't like Mayor Pete. At the end of the day, you're going to vote for who you're going to vote for. And my opinion doesn't matter so much, right? But it seems a little bit strange that so many people are so much anti-Bernie. Like, Bernie's, like, progressive policies are, like, a lot of, like, the free health care and the, the free college. And who knows if it's actually going to happen. Like, if Bernie gets to be president, who knows how much of his promises he can actually pull off, right? Like, Donald Trump promised a wall. We ain't got a wall, right? So who knows what's going to happen, Right? But it feels like being so against that isn't maybe the right way to go. You can vote for Warren. You can be a Warren person. And for me, it's like, it's always been really like Bernie or Warren. Like, it's one of those two. Like, that's really all that matters to me at this point is either Bernie or Warren. But I felt like it it wasn't so long ago that Bernie and Warren was like, okay, I have one that I prefer, but I'll happily vote for the other one if it comes down to it. And now people are like, fuck Bernie. And it's like, burn Bernie at the stake. And it's like, what happened? Like, Elizabeth Warren had a good debate and that's cool. But then that good debate elevated her to a place where she previously was not, right? And it's not saying that Elizabeth Warren can't win or shouldn't win, but it was like, okay, Elizabeth Warren is here She's doing her thing, and if she wins, she wins, and now there's this new wave of support. Mind you, to my knowledge, Warren hasn't won any states yet, though. Like, it's been Bernie, 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 and I believe Joe Biden won South Carolina, but Warren hasn't won any states yet. 
I don't know how Twitter popularity translates to actual polls, but Warren ain't won any states yet. We'll see. I think Super Tuesday is tomorrow. We'll see what's going to happen. But it just, it seems so strange. It used to be so equal and now it's like the divide is bigger. And it's, I feel like it's mostly like the problem Bernie Sanders has is that people don't like Bernie bros, right? People don't like the Bernie bros. There's a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters that rub people the wrong way. And Bernie Sanders, like he, you know, is a little bit aggressive and people seem not to like that. I've seen like a couple like think piece headlines or tweets that are like, I don't like Bernie's attitude. I want to vote for Warren because I like Warren's attitude more than Bernie's. And sure, I guess, right? If you like Warren's attitude, if you're a Democrat, whatever. Like, it's also interesting that Warren was a Republican for a very long time. Like, half her life, she was a Republican until, like, she was, like, 40-something. And now she's been a Democrat for the rest of that time. But if you're a Democrat and you don't like it, that's fine. People have their, their reasons for everything. People voted for Trump for the personality, right? But it just seems like that one debate Warren had, like, catapulted her to a new level. And I I don't think I've seen anything like it in my young lifetime. I'm not the, you know, oldest person. I haven't seen that many presidential debates. And Twitter hasn't been around for very long. But that one debate did wonders for Warren, even if she never wins a state, right? That did so much. Like, that debate will be with her for, like, the rest of her, you know, actual life, right? And one no moment, one comment, right, that I've... I considered tweeting, but then I didn't because Amy Klobuchar, Mayor Pete dropped out and then all the other candidates were saying like nice things about them. And I was going to tweet, you know, one just once I want to see a political candidate just like rip into their opponent after they drop out. And then I realized that Donald Trump did that and I don't like Donald Trump. So I, I didn't tweet that, but it was like, oh, like, I feel like those tweets, like, congratulations, Mayor Pete, you did a great job. Like, you didn't like Mayor Pete like that. You're probably like, glad this dude is gone. Glad my competition is gone. But you have to tweet something nice. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about that. And I realize that that's what, what happened. And the worst part about Donald Trump is that he, objectively, he's a funny guy, right? Like, he's a horrible president, a horrible person. But he's a funny guy. He can tell a joke. He can make people laugh. That's the worst part about him. Like in terms of like how he got elected and all that stuff, right? But that's what Trump would do. And I couldn't have like a Trumpian tweet out there. Like a tweet that suggests I want people to be more like Trump. I couldn't have that, right? So I deleted that. I didn't even send it out. Deleted is the wrong word. Like I just kept it to myself. And I was like, okay, this is not getting tweeted. This is not getting misconstrued. This isn't getting quote tweeted. Nothing like that, right? And a couple of notes before I go. That wasn't a great transition at all. But a couple of notes. One, Flavor Flav. I don't know who Flavor Flav supports politically, but he got fired from Public Enemy because Public Enemy was going to support Bernie Sanders. And he's been with that that group for 37 years either you're so steadfast in your commitment to whatever political candidate that you're willing to lose your job 
or they were just getting an excuse to fire you. Either way, it's wild to hear, like, to read the sentence, Flava Flav got fired. Like, what? That was a ridiculous thing that I read and that a lot of people read. Second, we're moving away from politics, back to basketball. There's a growing sentiment that Alex Caruso of the Los Angeles Lakers is tanking the NBA or the reason or part of the reason why the NBA has low ratings or lower ratings this year. I just want to say it makes no sense that the fan favorite is ruining the sport. Think about that for a second. Okay? Just think. The fan favorite, the people that fans like, is ruining the sport? Just because he plays a sport? I understand there's a, a other aspects to Alex Caruso. Like some of them racial, some of them appearance-wise, some of them actual performance-wise. But think. Keep it simple. How is a fan favorite ruining the sport? Come on. Come on. You know better than that. And then last thing. I've been on TikTok for a while. Now I've mentioned this a couple of times. There's the most powerful person on TikTok is a 15-year-old girl who barely talks. When I say barely talks, like barely talks in her videos. From what I mean, I don't mean like she barely talks ever. But in her videos, I don't see her talking so much. Her name is Charlie D'Amelio. She's 15. And people make fun of Charlie and people like, you know, make weird jokes about Charlie. And I'm not saying that 15-year-olds are above jokes. If you put something out for the internet to be criticized, people are going to criticize. That's fine. It's weird to me when grown-ass men, like people my age, like a whole lot of their TikTok persona or a lot a lot of their internet persona is just like making fun of this 15-year-old girl who's dancing in her bedroom. Like that's weird to me. Like even if you don't like the content, which the content probably isn't for you, 26-year-old man, but even if you don't like the content, you can say, like, this is bad or whatever. But dedicating, like, your actual, like, jokes or your offensive insults to this 15-year-old girl, like, going to her profile and, like, leaving comments or, like, making jokes, like, borderline creeping or obsessing on this girl, like, chill out. Like, let the girl just be a girl, right? She's just a girl who got famous on TikTok. Let... let let that happen, right? There's enough room for a famous 15-year-old. There's enough room for you in this world, right? You might get famous one day too. It's her time to shine. Who knows how long she'll be famous? Who knows if she'll be famous forever? I don't know, right? But just let the 15-year-old girl be a 15-year-old girl. Like, why are you a grown-ass man and grown-ass women, by the way, like rushing to dunk on this 15-year-old And yes, there's like the whole thing about the renegade dance. I'm not talking about that because this happened before that, right? Let the 15-year-old girl be a girl. She just happens to be one of the most popular people on a social media app, but who cares? Let them be a 15-year-old, right? I'm sure it's weird dealing with fame at 15 as it is. They don't need 26, 27-year-olds trying to roast a 15-year-old. Like that's, that just, think about the optics on that. Come on, stop. All right, but that's all. That was what is a podcast for tonight. Thank you for listening, watching, paying attention. Um, we're working towards we're working towards a Sunday. We're working towards it, and 
I will do everything in my power to get to that Sunday. But enjoy this Tuesday episode. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. If not, probably next Tuesday. Um, But yeah, if you took the time out to like listen and like think about this and actually like put this on in your car, like it's weird to me that someone would listen to me, regular person in their car, but I listen to regular people on podcasts in my car. So someone could do that to me. And if you're doing that, shout out to you. Shout out to your car. I hope you know, put gas in it and keep it clean and all that stuff. But yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. That was what is a podcast for this week. Um happy belated Black History Month, happy March, all that other stuff. Um yeah, love you. Goodbye.